Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. esteemed Albertus Mesmer, scholar of the dark. Please, come in. Thank you, Grand Mysterian. It is a pleasure. I must send my gratitude back with you to Esiotarak Vermilius for arranging such an expedient meeting. It is refreshing whenever communication between the cabals can be so untroubled by needless protocol and suspicion, especially during the trials that we are currently confront. I'm sure I speak for my Esotarch when I say it's our pleasure to be of service. Wonderful. Oh, and this is my scribe, Darius Chor. He will be recording our little discussion. A pleasure, Mr. Cho. Likewise. Please, have a seat, Doctor. Thank you. What I'd like very much to talk to you about, or ask you, concerns the rogue agents, the Stroutwinds, who I am told you work somewhat closely with, 
during your tenure at the Silent Itch. Yes, yes, they were present during quite a few key operations. I see. And were they aware of your involvement within the Silentary Initiative? No, they were, or are, aware of my work with the DIM and the crucial role the Silentage played within that research. But I never discussed my involvement with any other projects. And you are aware of the intersection of the Silentary Initiative and the Sleep-Wake Project, yes? Yes. And if I might presage your next query... No. I did not inform the Strouds of my knowledge concerning the Sleep-Wake Program, though I should confess that my expertise in the matter is quite limited. What about Dr. Haskell? I understand that she works very closely with you and your research. I trust Dr. Haskell implicitly, so I can say with great confidence that uh, she would have said nothing inappropriate to the Strouds. As you know, the Consortium accused the Stroud twins of assassinating Asotark, Spider Black. Were there any significant interactions between the Strouds and the Asotark? The Strouds distrusted the Asotark immensely, and their exchanges grew progressively charged. But Spider seemed far more interested in the exopath that we brought in to research, the so-called Selekin, Silas Pills. Spider would only agree to contribute to our project if we turned Mr. Pills over to him. And do you know why he was so interested in this exopath, the Selekin? I do not, but he seemed rather determined. I see. Now, We've already received reports from your people, but I'd like to ask you personally about these creatures, the personal guard serving Spider Black. When forces from the Joint Cabals arrived after the Carnivian attack, the consortium was already on site, evacuating their property and personnel. So we were unable to learn anything directly. However, some information was gleaned through various channels. Information that the Consortium refuses to comment on. The Council would very much like to know what you can tell us about them. Certainly. According to Rosemary Stroud, they are called Honyma. Inhuman creatures, monstrous but for their fantastic intellect and psychic prowess. Near the close of events in Antarctica, the creatures, at Spider Black's behest, no doubt, all but seized control of the Silentage. They were eager to take possession of pills and evacuate before the Carnivian broke through the gates. And what of these other creatures? This motley of demonic entities that assisted your escape from the Silentage. I'm not certain. Initially, I presumed they were Carnivian, but they seemed more chaotic than ravenous. Perhaps a new breed of Carnivian. We did, in fact, uncover a Carnivian infiltrator. That is, the Consortium people discovered it. It was, initially, all but indistinguishable from the rest of my staff. 
an aptitude quite unlike the rank-and-file Carnivian, from what I understand. And what came from that development? After the creature was terminated, it was taken to a lab for study. The consortium seemed to be far more familiar with the Carnivian than they let on. They also took blood samples from all the non-consortium personnel to assure themselves that no other member of my team had been usurped. And did this include the Strouds? Yes, they said as much. Well, thank you, Dr. Mesmer. I think that will be all. And do send that thank you along to Esoteric Vermilius, won't you? Of course, Grand Mysterio. Mr. Chor, let me see what you transcribed there. What a terrible burden you bear, Mr. Chor. To see, to hear only the truth. It is a wonder the universe bothered to grant you senses at all. There's so, so little truth in this tiny box we find ourselves in. But let us see what Dr. Mesmer really knows, shall we? Here we are. Grand Mysterian speaks. What I'd very much like to ask you concerns the rogue agents, the Strautlins, who I'm told you work somewhat closely with during your tenure at the Silentage. Dr. Mesmer's response. Yes, we became quite close conspired, even, against whatever secret plot Spider Black was clearly crafting. The High Mysterian asks, What about Dr. Haskell? I understand that she worked very closely with you in your research. Mesmer responds to the High Mysterian's query. There's no telling with her anymore. I sense she has her own agenda. I often wonder if she's even human. The High Mysterian asks, and you are aware of the intersection of the Silentary Initiative and the Sleep-Wake Project, yes? Mesmer responds, yes, and if I might presage your next query, no, I did not inform the Strouds of my knowledge concerning the Sleep-Wake program. Though, I should confess that my expertise in the matter has grown rather vast as of recent. Go ahead, Grand Mysterium. It does seem that we do not yet have the entire story behind the events at the Silentage, which we anticipated. However, I have learned that the Consortium acquired blood samples of the Strouds, which was not anticipated. A pity. We have long suspected the Consortium of ill-doing. It seems we will finally have to do something about them. And now that they are leaderless, the task will be that much easier. 
Is there anything else, Grand Mysterion? While we may not have a full understanding of the events at the Silentage, I suspect that there is nothing significant enough to justify postponing the next phase. Therefore, in my view, the Circadian Project should proceed as planned. It pleases us immensely to hear this. I will take your recommendation to heart. But what of the Strouds? With the Circadian Project at its current stage, I believe the involvement of the Strouds is no longer necessary. Their ongoing presence only adds complexity to the situation. I suggest that we promptly conclude their participation. An excellent suggestion, Grand Mysterion. An excellent suggestion indeed. The tussle between Carface and the Torturian thundered through the metal rooms of wherever the hell we were, bringing down the house along with it, producing several additional mechanical limbs where its left arm used to be. The pain robot tried to seize my half-brother in a mass of metal pincers and grabbers, but Carface wasn't having any of it. He vanished from the mechanoid's multiple grips, reappearing down the hall as a demonic hot rod, his otherworldly engine growling a thousand deadly promises. He screeched forward, tires aflame, headlights blazing a sea of burning blue light that warped the steel ahead of him, twisting it into a ring. In the next instant, he was airborne. The hot rod from hell detonated upon impact against the other metal monster, fire and force crashing through halls and blasting apart walls. Yet I didn't stress the fate of my fellow Maryland. I just watched the show, no less mesmerized for having seen the maneuver once before. Even as the torturing was coming apart, the force of the impact smashing it through one wall after the next, the conflagration began to coalesce, the chaos folding inward upon itself, recreating a familiar shape. By the time Carface had fully reassembled, he was standing atop the smoking ruin of his enemy. Beaming blue eyes parting the darkness where he looked to us. Leaning heavily upon Romy as she helped me through the next series of rusty corridors, I tried to pick up my pace. Meanwhile, Carface followed close upon our heels, lighting the chambers ahead. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll survive. Where the hell are we? The other side of the Wailing Gates. Beyond that, I have no idea. 
Looks like some kind of massive tortuary. When I threw down with the crematorium, the wailing gates led to a sort of pain dimension. Might have been the Eater's Bolgia. Could be where we are now. <sighs> Great. Just what I wanted to hear. When Romy and Carface's glowing eyes broke into the next room, I saw two sparkling pink points of light glare back at us. The sounds of little bells twinkling through the shadows. Then the door slammed shut in our faces. Thankfully, the thing was made from riveted iron slats, so we could still see what was going down. Sugar and the Eater facing off in a room of swirling darkness. My brother turned to speak to us, ignoring the Scream Eater. Well, howdy, y'all! <laughs> Don't worry, I'll have things all squared away here in just a jiffy. <laughs> Sugar, pay attention! With my brother's back turned, two lashing tongues struck out from the Eater's toothy gauntlets, wrapping tightly around Sugar's arms. Only a fool would turn his back upon me. Let's see if we can turn that ridiculous laugh of yours into a scream. Even with all the pain the eater sent coursing through his tongue lashers, Sugar didn't even wince. His eyes only filled with radiant menace, a wicked smile twisting around his cheeks. And only a fool <laughs> would wrap not one, but two tongues around me, the Prince of Sweets, no less. <laughs> if you didn't want me to laugh, you should stop being such a hilarious joke. <laughs> Pink fire erupted from sugar, filling the chamber, riding down the lengths of naked skin and sinew connecting the scream eater to my brother. I wasn't sure how his sweet fire worked, but from the scream eater's reaction, it wasn't pleasant. In an instant, the eater was on its back, writhing. Its mouth wrapped around a scream as big and loud as it could muster. Going by what I understood about Sugar's shtick surrounding sweets, I guessed that the fire was some kind of pleasure overload, the polar opposite of a scream eater's preferred diet, which suited me just fine. It was about time the monster had its turn squirming at the end of those weaponized tongues. While the Scream Eater shook within its pink bath of seething sweet fire, Sugar drew his candy-striped blade and casually crossed the floor to his victim. The tongues wrapped around his arms, spasming like snakes latched to a live one. You know, whatever your name is, <laughs> normally I'd have killed you by now. 
But I know my sister is just delighting in the sound of your screams. <laughs> and I do so enjoy making her happy. <laughs> I am a clown after all. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got to say for yourself? No more poems? Nothing? <laughs> What's the matter? Clown got your tongue? <laughs> oh, <laughs> clown got your tongue. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's enough, sugar. Just end it. You hear that? You suffering stuffed simpleton? <laughs> she doesn't want you tortured any longer. <laughs> oh, what a sweet girl. But not half as sweet as me, eh? <laughs> now, while I don't share her bleeping heart, you are getting a bit boring, so... <laughs> Toodaloo! <laughs> Romy's eyes wrenched the door from the wall just as Sugar punted the eater's severed head into the shadows. Well, <laughs> that's that, folks. Time to get a move on, don't you think? <laughs> I'm a little hazy about how I got here, so uh, I'm hoping you guys know where the door is. We know the way. Everybody get in. Carface, wreck this place. Our living ride cranked his speed and his brights, plowing through walls, machines, statues, and every and anything in between. But while his spotless chrome bumper functioned as a battering ram, his baby blues were wreaking their own brand of havoc, twisting, tearing, and generally trashing anything that fell within range of them. Somewhere along the way, he'd sparked off a chain of explosions, and the place was going up, with or without us. Make for the door or we're toast. Spinning around, Carface barreled through the fire and wreckage, smashing through whatever his headlights didn't bat aside. Breaking through the smoke, we saw the, uh, door. A wall coated in human skin, interpenetrated by wires and other strange and nasty-looking devices. All of it was connected to a cylinder recessed into the wall where I had little doubt resided yet another tortured victim of the stream. At least this would be the last pain they'd ever experience, because the firestorm raging behind us was sure to wipe out everything. Romy winced as if it were her getting juiced when Carface's lights pulled the rusty switch on the wall, activating the wailing gates. 
Our four-wheeled sibling hit about Mach 10 as we roared through them. Airborne above the woods, we streaked through the night air, a firestorm chasing us across the sky. Carface's light saw to our safe landing as we dropped beneath the forest canopy and back upon solid ground. Skidding to a halt beneath the burning sky, I exhaled the breath I'd been holding since we went airborne. Romy leered at the flaming debris vomited out by the wailing gates. That's sure as hell not the end of the Eaters, but it's a damn good start. How did you guys even know where to look for me? I didn't. Sugar was giving the directions. Which reminds me, just where were you, Sugar? I'm getting a little sick of your disappearing routine. Disappearing is a virtue we'd best practice, and but quick. <laughs> it looks like we've got company. <laughs> Sugar was right. There was a mess of headlights moving down the road at us, and above them, the distant spotlights of helicopters. Oh, shit, it's the Esoterium. The Scream Eater was supposed to turn you over to them tonight. He arranged a little deal. You for more access to the cities around Blackridge. They've likely already seen the flames spewing into the sky. They're going to be on the lookout. Carface, try to get around him as quietly as you can, or we might be in for another dust-up. Turning away from the oncoming traffic, Carface made his way down the road, but we only encountered more vehicles approaching from the opposite end. Quiet as a mouse, Carface tucked himself into some brambles off the side of the road, shutting down completely. Bloodlights lit up the woods, and helicopters circled overhead, pressing even stronger lights to the ground that swept pretty close. Before the convoys on either side of us drew too near, Carface crept across the road in neutral, riding the slight incline. With his lights barely registering, he parted the foliage as he continued downhill, the incline growing steeper by the moment. Behind us, more lights lit up the night, the choppers circling closer. As I shifted my gaze back out the windshield, my concerns became far more localized. We'd gone from gently rolling down a hill to tumbling off a cliff. Now, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the first time that night we'd flown through the air in a demonic car, but, uh, the general lack of control as we tumbled into dead black space gave one pause. Corkscrewing straight down, I finally caught sight of the water below as Carface hit the lights, slowing our descent and dampening the sound of us plunging below the surface. Everything in the cabin went black save the dim glow of the instrument panel and the car shook slightly as we settled upon the bottom of the lake. Apparently, in addition to his already bulging bag of tricks, Carface's radio could function like a scanner. And so, sitting in a living car parked under 20 meters of water, we waited and listened. <laughs> The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. 
Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meltopia. If you want unique art and animations of Meltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Meltopia. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.